Welcome to Grails, a podcast by Alton Insights. My name is John Tunger, and on this episode, we are going deep, deep behind the scenes of the auction world. I'm talking with Ryan Friedman. He's the founder of Auction Report. They're a go-to website for news coverage and more on the best auction companies. And so this is a very obviously important segment of our industry. And so I think you'll learn a ton from this deep dive. So without further ado, an interview with Ryan Friedman. Let's get started. So I, I started uh, just like everyone kind of as a kid collecting baseball cards. I think that's pretty much a common story for anyone that's been in this business. Uh, you start off collecting as a kid, uh, going to baseball card shows, saving up your money to go to the local dime store, you know, grocery store, buy packs, you know, get to go to your first card shows. And you realize, well, this is kind of cool. And uh, instead of mowing a lawn, I could uh, flip baseball cards and make some money, which I thought <laughs> was just a much better way of doing things. So, um, you know, I, I, I got... I've been full time uh, in this industry since 1995. Okay. And, wow. you know, I started buying and selling. And then I worked for an, uh, an auction house uh, in 1995. Um, I don't know. It just kind of interests me. I, I saw these auctions. You used, used to get the old uh, Sports Collectors Digest uh, magazine back in the day. And it was like the Bible of our industry. You know, it was Beckett in that. And you get it and you take it apart. And, you know, they had these auction catalogs in it. And it was always like cool stuff in there. And, uh, you know, managed to, uh, you know, meet a few of the local auction people here and, and, uh, kind of intrigued me and just the whole concept of it, how you can buy and sell via the auction platform. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, it's, that's kind of like, it stuck with me. I got into it. Uh, it was during the heydays of the, of the Michael Jordan, Chicago bulls winning championships. I'm from Chicago. So, you know, the hottest product that was out there was, was Jordan. I was in the middle of it. So, you know, kind of like those that the auction platform, Michael Jordan memorabilia, kind of just went hand in hand at the time. It's like just the, you know, what was hot. And uh, that's how I got into it. Uh, I have, I worked for auction houses. Uh, I started my own auction house back in the late nineties, wow. early two thousands. Uh, and then I've always been into like, you know, I grew up in the, you know, the beginning of the internet, like revolution, you know, uh, you know, 1996, we were heard about it. And actually I say 1994 heard about it. This thing called the internet, I like to say, and people go, you know, and I was in high school and I was like, you know, we, we had this like trial program out of a, out of a science class with a Northwestern University where you can talk to people over the internet and you know see these things that are on this thing called the internet. And it was really, you know, I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. And uh, it was kind of like a Craigslist format where yeah. it was just like you know single lines and you'd see things and and then you know I saw that people were like buying and selling just random like garage sale items on this internet thing and. I was yeah. like, this is kind of cool. Maybe this will be like sports cards and memorabilia one day. And then sure enough, you know, uh, when I got to college, uh, um, it's kind of always intrigued me about this whole, this internet that was up and coming and uh, decided to, you know, get this into it myself. Up you know? and coming. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, you know, it's funny because we talk about our parents about things, right? You know, like <laughs> color TVs coming out and, you know, different types of automobiles. And I get to say, well, I remember this internet thing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, I got into it, like I said, 1998, really kind of started to dive into it with my own auction. And again, uh, you know, I was one of the first internet and phone auctions uh, to wow. ever, to, to ever happen. Um, and so you just started was, up your own website, you know, built yeah, I, I got lucky at a mentor JavaScript website and just went for it or. 
it was it was basic HTML. I mean, it yeah. was really really simple. And I was I was really fortunate. Uh, I had a mentor back then, a gentleman who's who has actually passed away, uh, but he was um, someone that was actually into the uh, internet um, related uh, technology even you know ten years before that. I mean, he's a very computer savvy individual was way ahead of the game and a lot of this stuff. And he kind of said to me, you know, in fact, the company I worked for originally, he came in one day and said, Hey, you guys should really look at this internet thing. I think one day it's going to be like change a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. And when I left that company, my first phone call was to him. And I said, you know, I really do think you're on the right track and I'd love to learn more about it. And, uh, you know, so when I started my own company, I had like my, you know, we built a website, uh, we, we designed our own little auction system on the web, which looking back, it was so archaic. <laughs> you'd, you'd laugh. I mean, we didn't, you know, it was trial by error yeah. um, to see what, see what would work, but it was still a combination of like the old school phone auctions. Yeah. Um, you know, people would still call some few people would bid on the internet. Um, but it was, you know, it was the beginning of it all. And, uh, you know, did that for a while and then eventually decided that, you know, um, there was a segment of our industry from just like a information standpoint missing and things weren't headed towards, you know, on the internet, on the web. Um, as it should be compared to other industries. So I started Auction Report in uh, 2005. Wow. And just found a niche, just found a niche uh, that you know I felt was uh, not being served correctly uh, or wasn't even being served at all. And uh, obviously had a lot of people that I knew within the industry, a lot of industry connections and colleagues, people I've worked with, and just launched it. And my buddy, again, who was a mentor of mine, thought I was absolutely crazy. Uh, who's going to do this? Why would someone want to pay for this? Right. And 17 years, 17 years later, uh, here we still are with auction report serving our niche within the, uh, the industry. So that's crazy because like, if you're a media junkie right now, right? Like people in media will say, Hey, it's all about niching down. It's all about serving a very specific audience. You were on that train 17 years before people started really hyping up like niche media. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, what I, I realized that, you know, it's an, it's a niche in the fact that it's sports, sports cards, auctions related. But remember the, I, I saw the auction industry. I mean, the auction as a service is the second oldest industry in the world. Yeah. I mean, there's more auctions that cover such a variety of topics that it, it's, it's, it's been around forever. It's a need. It's not going anywhere. It's the heart and soul of everything at the end of the day. And I said, you know, this is a great segment to be in, uh, whether it's news related or being an auction company. Dive, dive into that. What do you mean? It's the uh, it's the heart of everything, you know, that underlines it underlines everything that goes on today. What do you, what do you mean by that? I, I don't it's you know, with without the auctions, OK, without the without all these auction houses and, and the buying and selling that's going on. A lot of what you're seeing today wouldn't exist. I mean, all the data, most of the data derives from the auction houses, you know, whether it's a specific auction house, whether it's eBay, um, even if you get into the data, like you guys pointed, you know, like the alternative assets or, um, you know, fractionalization of assets, all that information, why, and you know, where it starts at, it's all auction based at the end of the day. Even, yep. the, even the concept of how you buy and sell in fractionals is still an, is, is, is relatively the same as an auction. It's just changed up a little bit and some of the words, you know, wording's a little different, but in essence, it's still an auction platform. There's still a buy. There's still someone consigning. There's technically a reserve in some ways and, and, and so on and so forth. So at the end of the day, the auction, uh, the auctions are everything to our industry. And when you started this, so is it just like you 
and you know at that time 2005 i don't know desktop computer right just like looking up on <laughs> auction websites and being like okay this is what's going on let me just like write articles about it what what was the what were those first steps like uh for me it was really just um i always kind of viewed auction reports kind of like the billboard on a highway my job's always been to just remind people of what auctions are going on you know if there's previews, if there's, you know, during the auction and after the auction, if there's consignment information, um, you know, there's, there's so many of them out there that, um, you know, there's so much information going on. People are getting bombarded by emails from 50 to a hundred different places. And I thought, right. wouldn't it be nice just to have one, one spot where you can kind of just see the auction houses, see what's going on, keep track of them in a much easier format. And, um, you know, that's, that's what we've been doing. And I've never gotten into like recording, Actually, like we don't have a database of results, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never been into the, um, you know, the numbers that you could crunch and find out about different items. And as I think I listened to one of your past uh, podcasts, you guys just got funded and, and obviously and mentioned about expanding into that. It's a very, you know, people don't understand it. You know, I get asked a question all the time about, you know, having those type of results available on auction report. I tell people it's not very easy to do. Number no. one, it is very costly uh, to do. And, um, you know, we want to be able to provide something that, um, you know, our service, you know, our area of expertise and it's just doing that data was, was never something that we really got into. I mean, and it's hard because, you know, a lot of those auction houses are still on websites that are somewhat archaic to where it's like even archiving into their results just takes a lot of time. Like if you're listening, I, I would challenge you go to a go to an auction house and look and try and figure out like you know, think of a specific item and try and find it on their, on the website. Remember when Tom Brady, um, last touchdown pass, where the quote unquote last touchdown pass ball was, uh, sold. Um, you know, he's back now was, I went through trying to find like Brady touchdown, uh, pass, you know, balls, right. I was trying to go and make comp this out. Like, what would it be? Okay. If he comes back, blah, blah, blah. And it was so hard you wouldn't think you think you could just Google it and find these prices, but it's like you're just bombarded with stuff. So unless it's just, yeah, it's really hard to find all that data. It's still not clean. It's hard. It's, it's all individual company based for the most part. You know, it's, it, when it comes to sports memorabilia is much more difficult because obviously, again, I think it comes down to like the terminology that you're searching yeah. is so specific on like memorabilia as opposed to cards kind of have their standard terminology for each type of card, uh, which makes, I think, search functions a lot easier at least for yep. you know past results. But sports memorabilia is much more difficult and there's so many more one of a kind items. Yeah. So are you basically um you guys mainly sell ads to basically people who are super interested into this or what's uh what are the revenue drivers for you? Just from the business geek in me asking. Uh so auction reports is we're an all inclusive service. Uh we the auction houses actually sign up to be a part of our service. Uh that's uh, the service is offered in a twelve month format. Uh, okay. with renewal each year. Uh, so everything that they're, you see on auction report is part of like our, our package that we sell them. Uh, one thing that we're very proud of is that since day one, we have like a 99% renewal rate with auction report, uh, which I think speaks highly of maybe, you know, the service that we offer. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that, you know, we have over 20,000 people part of our newsletter, uh, which has been a very important part uh, of our service as well. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we kind of did the one stop, you know, a nice easy model, for those companies uh, that are interested. And we're very picky about, you know, uh, the companies that come on auction report. One of the things I like to do is, you know, we don't, I'm not out there really advertising, come join auction report. If you have an auction house, a lot of it's just word of mouth. 
Uh, but we, I like to sit down with them and understand what they're trying to do when someone does approach us. Say, hey, I'm interested in being on auction report. Uh, I do like to sit down or, have, you know, obviously have a phone call with them, ask them what they're doing, what type of, mem- you know, what type of you know, merchandise they're selling, what kind of authenticity you know, are they using, you know, what's their plan, what's their, you know, sales. Um, or I'm probably one of the few companies I turned down a lot of business because I just don't think certain companies might not be ready. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what kind of advertising dollars, not just what they want to spend with us, but maybe in other areas. Because I want to see them, you know, do well. I don't want them to be like one and done type of companies. Right. Uh, I'm interested in a long-term relationship. Um, and that's the, probably one of the most you know, things I'm most proud of. Uh, is that, you know, like I said, with a 99% renewal rate of those companies that have joined, um, like I think it just speaks volumes for the service that we do provide. Yeah. So ton a flood of money just comes into the space, right? Did your business all of a sudden kind of level up overnight, you know, in the COVID year or, or what was that like for you guys? You know, we saw a, um, we saw some additional companies, you know, come into play that wanted to maybe expand their presence within auction reports. So it actually made us uh, think about, you know, that, that again, as I told you, we have like a one price fits all model, yeah. um, which worked for about 14 years, 15 years. Right. And then when things kind of exploded and the frequency of auctions happened and these, a lot of these companies got bigger and started doing more and more auctions, it kind of had to rethink a little bit about our pricing model for our services and other opportunities that might exist. So um, basically what, for us, you know, we just had to come up with some additional optional features, uh, whether it be some extra banner spots, uh, we, you know, dedicated e- e-blasts that we could offer our uh, auction houses as an additional service uh, to keep getting their, you know, information uh, out there as, 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 much, as much as possible. Right, right. Because, yeah, I'm assuming that all of a sudden a lot more people are trying to figure out what's going on at all these different auctions and they uh, they hit up your website, you know, and some of those could be big money, right? If you have the money to buy a lot of these memorabilia items on these auction websites. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And, and for us, again, it's not, you know, whether that's a small auction house or a large auction house, you know, the coverage is, is primarily the same. Uh, I mean, we don't treat anyone any differently, but we do offer just some other, you know, advertisement, uh, again, like I said, additional banners, just different e-blasts that can be done as an yep. optional service that people can do if they want to spend, you know, extra money. Yeah. What, so you're the, I feel like you're the go-to guy to talk to about this. What trends are you seeing in the auction space right now? I think the biggest trend, and we've seen it obviously since this, you know, as people like to say, since the start of the pandemic in early 2020, uh, it's just the frequency of auctions by every, you know, by the auction houses. I mean, uh, you know, the standard auction house back, you know, two, three years ago was for the most part, you'd be doing two to four major auctions a year. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, these auction houses are, you know, you're doing every month, every couple of weeks, uh, you're having major auctions four or five, six times a year with smaller auctions in between. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that the reason for that, you know, uh, there's a few reasons for that. Number one, it helps with cash flow on both sides of the game, whether you're the business or a consigner or a buyer, uh, you know, having more frequency, you can turn more product, turn more money and so forth. I mean, that was one of the things back in the day that really gave each auction house somewhat of an advantage was timing of when their auctions were because you know people had different cash flow needs at different points so they would consign based on whose auctions were going on when right Um, and so i think obviously with the massive interest that is upon us and the massive amounts of money coming in and out of this industry uh, the frequency of auctions has really changed um, and has been a big um you know, big part of like the trend just in business side of the auctions. 
what do you think with the market downturn will happen with that frequency, right? Do you think, I'm saying greater market downturn, do you think that uh, that'll lessen? Or, or I'm trying to kind of try and pick up on some like, you know, alpha that could be out there based off just kind of what the business happenings of these different auction houses. No, actually, I think the, the, that's the beauty of the auction business in general. It doesn't make a difference if things are going up, going down, or, or somewhat stagnant. Um, the the philosophy is, you know, the auction is the true marketplace. That's how pretty much you, you're going to buy and sell stuff. So whether it's going through the roof or, or going down in the toilet, they still need the platform to sell it. So, right. you know, I think and the cash flow is still going to be the same. I mean, in fact, if the market is going the wrong direction in a certain segment or whatever, you know, the, the frequency could still help people out because, hey, I need to sell the stuff now. I don't want to put my something in an auction that's happening six months from now. I want to put it in the auction that's happening next week because it could go down even more, um, right. you know, and buyers are the same way. Buyers, obviously, you know, they, you know, there, there's an interest. They, you know, everyone's always looking. So I don't think that, um, you know, when it comes to the frequency of auctions, I think they're here to stay that, you know, the, the, the numbers that we're seeing, um, I don't know that the growth's going to happen. I think the growth will slow down. Like I said, we we've went from most companies were doing two to four auctions a year uh, to a lot of them are doing you know four to twelve a year of major auctions with again smaller auctions in between. You might see some slowdown in like the smaller like filler auctions, as I like to say. Uh, but overall, um, I don't think the uh, pace of auctions is going to be affected, whether the market's going up, down, or just kind of slowly staying even. With all the records that are being broken with all these different auction houses, are you seeing something that makes an auction house like stand out from the rest? Like if I have a nice, you know, got some cards behind me here, uh, you know, are there, should I choose one auction house over another because of anything that you're seeing? You know, you don't have to mention specific auction houses, you know, they're all customers, but what, what elements of success are you seeing? Uh, it's always been the case that every auction house somewhat develops its own little niche of specific segments within our industry, whether it's an auction house that's, you know, more geared towards the newer high-end sports cards or an auction house that might be vintage tobacco cards or an auction house that deals more in game use memorabilia or an auction house that deals in autographs. Um, I think they all have their different areas, um, that they handle that might be like that, you know, what they're known for at the end of the day. Um, and I think that just comes down to research and who you feel comfortable with, you know, as yeah. a consigner. Um, you know, I tell people that all the time that what separates the auction houses a lot of times can simply just be, you know, your level of comfort with them, their communication with you, their customer service. Um, I mean, good items usually, you know, you, you have a PSA 10 Michael Jordan rookie card. I don't know if an auction house is probably going to fail at getting the right price for the card. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's going to be unnoticed, but you know, when right. you're consigning particularly maybe more common items that, you know, have a smaller range of two to 500, let's just say. Um, and if, you know, 300 means a lot compared to 200 to a lot of people, um, you know, then you might want to just get into like who has more of that niche market. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm trying to think. So it really comes down to focusing on what, these different houses folk, you know, what their focus is, what their niche is. Um, yeah. What, what is it like for like, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it's, it's not just, and again, a lot of them cover all sorts of areas as well. I mean, like, again, you know, the big auction houses, they do everything. Most auction houses pretty much will do everything. I mean, you know, you, you get into obviously newer versus vintage. That's usually a pretty good, you know, differential mm -hmm. between them all. 
but at the end of the day, like I said, I think it's really important for people listening you know, to this podcast that are in this our, our industry. When it comes to selling, you know, we're talking about being the consigner of an item to an auction house. Um, you know, research, 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 call them up, look at their past results, ask them questions, anything you don't know, they should be able to answer for you. Yeah. Because I do think I'm a believer of customer service at the end of the day, you know, yeah. and, and go with your gut. I know. I'm always afraid. Like I was talking to Golden about one of my cards, but I'm just afraid that it's going to get like lost in the shuffle of everything else. And like my small fry card that maybe could go for two to 4,000 is going to be lost in the shuffle of the cards that they're always highlighting big ways compared to like maybe a smaller house you know it it, it depends it's not sometimes that happens sometimes it doesn't even in the small auction houses there's overlook lots there's you know as well so i I think that you know you just um you know remember buyers were you know once you're in this industry you're in it right you're always looking so it's very difficult to uh, find items that kind of slide by so to speak uh, within mm-hmm. the auction houses, but there's plenty of guys. That's all they do. They just look at these auction houses. They go through every single lot. They're looking for that, you know, like you said, somehow lots get overlooked in a certain auction and, you know, that's what they're going for. But, you know, uh, the main thing is again, to just, I always say, go with your gut. If you're not comfortable about something, just wait, hold off, you know, and a lot of times timing also plays a, a big role in it as well. Timing could be very huge. And when you're consigning your items, and, and thirdly, the most important thing, because I know the auction houses, you know, want to communicate, but everyone's items aren't going to go for record prices. Not every single item goes for record prices. So, you know, the the auction in its truest form is fair market value. Things go up, things go down. When you yep. put something in consignment on a day one, by day 20, the market could change. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, wow. Anything... Um... When it comes to auctions, any you know, think items that are currently going on, anything that uh, what's top of your mind that you're like, man, the Grails listeners should know this uh, before we head out. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm actually very impressed with like the game used sports memorabilia market okay. right now. I think okay. that's a a really underrated. I mean, we're seeing some crazy prices, right? The Kobe Bryant jersey that SCP uh, right. just sold. Um, you know, I, you know, you look at Michael Jordan jerseys that are, you know, starting to get to half a million. They should probably be a million plus, you know, for every single game worn jersey that's, you know, photo match from the Bulls. Wow. Uh, I think that game used jerseys in general of like your all star caliber Hall of Fame players is a segment where you're going to just continue to see that upward trend. Right. And you've seen the cards go crazy high. So it's almost interesting, you know, especially now with cards that like <laughs> a patch might not even be game worn in like a high end card. And so it's just kind of wild. And then that those jerseys are still kind of being compressed a little bit is is really interesting. And that's always been the history of our, our industry. I mean, it's always been cards going up first followed by memorabilia. That's always been the case. It's it's since, you know, since I've been doing this 30, 40 years. Okay. It's it's always been the case. It's cards go through the roof. Cards get the most press. You know, T two six Honus Wagner's the face of the industry, or fifty two tops mantle. And then every so often you'd have like the game used Babe Ruth bat that would sell, or a game used jersey of Luke Gehrig that would sell that would get the headlines, and people like, oh, maybe I should look at memorabilia. So the trend of seeing cards go crazy and memorabilia following it today, it's just a new set of people that have come into our industry haven't you know haven't experienced that yet. Um, you know, it's been going on since day one. Okay, so I'll ask you a question that Bradley uh, from Alton Insights posted on his Twitter. Um, would you rather have the LeBron Triple Logo Man card, the one that's getting all the hype right now, or 
each of those jerseys, so those three different game-worn jerseys that those logo mans came from, um, obviously they wouldn't have the logo man on it, but would, would you rather have the three different game-worn jerseys or the triple logo man card? I'd rather have the game-worn jerseys at the end of the day. So I've always been, I'm, I'm, I'm partial towards memorabilia. Uh, I've never yep. been a big card guy myself. That's just my own collecting. Um, I don't, I, I just think at the end of the day that having a, a full jersey uh, is just something it's just much better i i, I still like you said what are you talking about? a piece of cardboard with a uh, with a snippet of a jersey is uh seems still seems odd to me but i know there's a big market i know these are worth a lot of money just personal preference give me a game full game worn jersey yeah yeah i think i'm with you on that one <laughs> um well thanks so much anything any last thing that you want to promote or talk about with the with the people you know, I, again, it's great to see all these new industries coming on like you guys are doing. These data services are really important. And, you know, I hope that they, you know, continue to grow because data information, uh, you know, keeps people interested, keeps people in the know. And that's a really important part of our industry is uh, just the growth of good quality information.